and welcome to Big Zoe and El Cabra Sports Talk, the place to meet up with your buddies, have some drinks, and of course, talk some sports. It is Wednesday, May 31, 2023. I am one of your hosts, the Big Zoe. He is the other of your hosts, my older brother, El Cabra. Do your thing. And today we're joined by a very special guest, Professor Daniele Bolelli. And if you don't mind, Professor, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to talk a little bit about your bio is freaking awesome. So I'm going to to talk a little bit about you here. Professor Bolelli is a man of many talents, a renaissance man, if you will. Okay, straight from his bio. He's a writer, a martial artist, university professor, podcaster, lectures on a wide range of subjects. American Indian history and philosophy, history of the U.S., world religions, history of ancient Rome, history and philosophy of martial arts, the ethnic experience of the U.S., world history, plus several courses on the relationship between cinema and history. And his lecturing style combines discussions of complex, deep subjects with much humor and street lingo. So he's been defined as half stand-up comedian and half Zen master. Now, I'm kind of jealous because I teach classes as well, and I try to be stand-up comedian, and, and I don't get a lot of laughs so i'm I'm gonna keep trying i'm gonna keep trying now on <laughs> top of that he's he's a trained martial artist kung fu sensu now you have to forgive me if i don't pronounce these right tai chi kwan bagua zing zing ji kwan submission wrestling brazilian jiu-jitsu boxing and judo and he's a fifth degree black belt in kung fu sensu and he's taught that for several years at ucla's wooden center He's actually coached and fought professionally in mixed martial arts. He's appeared in the Joe Rogan experience. And again, we are thrilled to have you with us today. President Bolelli, thank you for joining us today. We appreciate you being here. Thanks so much for having me. And sorry about my dogs. I have like, uh, I now even have my man's dogs. So I have like three dogs running around the house, chasing each other. And uh, (laughs) that's what's going on. Well, I've got a puppy who is right now locked in the kennel because she will not stop peeing. She gets so excited and she just goes yeah. everywhere. We're like, yeah. can you? No, I'm, I'm excited right now. I'm wearing diapers because Dr. <laughs> Bellelli is here. So, um... <laughs> Dr. Bellelli, can you do me a favor, by the way? That's can hilarious. you say the word murder? Just for open <laughs> English, my, uh, my desperate attempt to say murder. There you <laughs> Thank go. I you. love that. Thank you so much. Thank you That's so much. Awesome. That's and right. uh, to, to my brother, I know we want to get, move on, but Dr. Bellet, Dr. you you are very self-deprecating in your podcast, and there was one where you actually apologized profusely for saying the word, and there's another podcast, I think Marty Made podcast, where oh, he, yeah, yeah. he did a, an, uh, an homage to you, and then, there's, and then following that homage, you placed a video of your daughter just cracking up listening yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know because the funny thing is that if i think uh, i don't hear it so if i think i'm um, like when i'm speaking i think i could blend in in kansas and nobody would notice and it's only <laughs> when i hear a recording of myself that i go like oh damn that's how I i'm the same way i have an accent and or the way i speak when i when i listen to a podcast i'm like do i really sound that way yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's crazy it's, yeah. it's all good it's all english to me so we're, we're good to go <laughs> that works. so you know professor what we normally do is we start off by by discussing what we're drinking then we give a random thought so i'm going to go ahead and jump to cabra so i don't put you on the spot first then we'll go to you second cabra what are you drinking and what is your random thought for today I am drinking Ozeki Sake Dry. I, I went to Publix looking for wine, to be honest with you. <laughs> but uh, uh, looking for Italian wine, but Publix, I, I'm not a wine connoisseur. Then I was looking for Italian beer, didn't have it. So I saw this. I'm pretty, I know my sake. It's not bad, by the way. I recommend it. I like sake. I like sake. My random, my random thought of the day 
And I recommend you guys watch Sanctuary on Netflix. Um, it's a it's a sumo. It's kind of like it's a show about sumo, but not sumo. Kind of like Ted Lasso is not a show about soccer, football, or calcium. So um, it's all in Japan, and the world of sumo is brutal. I learned I like sumo actually. When I lived there, I I I, I um I watched it, but watching the training and stuff is it's it's harsh and it's hardcore. And um, yeah, if you guys when you guys have a chance, if you don't mind subtitles, check it out. That's my random. Yeah, that's good stuff. All right. Professor Bellelli, what are you drinking? And give us a random thought. Homemade limoncello. That's like you peel the exterior layer of lemons, you leave it soaking in alcohol for a couple of months, add some sugar and water, give it a couple more weeks, and this is what you get. And uh, tastes pretty amazing. Classic uh, Italian liqueur kind of thing. Very nice. Very nice. You got a you random know, watch yeah. Oh, wait, random thought. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, random, random thought. So, random thought. I'm still traumatized because I have uh, today, as you can hear in the background, I have two extra dogs compared to my own. I have my mom's dogs. One of them is a puppy. He's six months old. And I was on the floor. I was chatting with my lady. The puppy runs up, shoves his tongue right in my mouth. <laughs> and for the first time ever, I felt the sensation of a dog's tongue swirling around mine <laughs> and i feel very violated oh, very, yes, oh like, my goodness i haven't been able to get that off my mind i'm just still feeling like uh, 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 you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do an exorcism or something for you to hope yeah that was horrible yeah <laughs> or you can just go buy some gin and drink it and that'll that'll kill the taste immediately yeah, yeah, yeah. and they need germs as well yeah, i mean I, it's, I'm now, it's a known I'm, fact i would recommend drinking gin generally but you want to kill some some okay, yes, yes. <laughs> kill stuff yes good deal well you know i'm drinking some scotch i have scotch and i have refill so i'm good to go with that my random thoughts um normally when a series comes to an end um i've been disappointed you know like uh, you're watching a show a series come in and you're like really that's how it ended this week two series came to an end for me barry and ted lasso both of them excellent excellent endings um barry barry start off as a dark comedy ended up just dark at the end in, in last season um and it, i thought it was awesome bill Hader plays a an assassin uh turned actor turned it's just it's pretty it's some it's you know part of my friend it's a mind fuck it's pretty jacked up and the end is nuts and then ted lasso if you haven't seen ted lasso um that i i would highly recommend to everybody to watch it this was the last season according to them they have a lot of stories they can keep telling if they want to and if not they can let it go like this but the ending was superb so that's my random thought for the day so all right let's go ahead and get into the main topic for today we're only going to do one topic today because i think this one has enough that we, even if it's shorter or whatever it's just going to get our heads going and i, I don't want to follow it up with something fun so there's nothing fun about this okay <laughs> Today, we're going to talk about Vinicius Jr. And, you know, specifically, and more in general, racism in sports. So a couple of weeks ago, um, if you don't know, if you don't follow international football, look up Vinicius Jr. Valencia, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Because a couple of weekends ago, uh, May 21st, Real Madrid was playing at Valencia, and Vinicius Jr. was subjected to a lot of racist chants. Um, it was It was ugly. 
my, my brother uh, Julio, I believe, sent, or well, I don't know if it was you or Julio, Cabra. I, I sent the video, yeah. You sent the video. I saw the video, and honestly, it was hard to watch. And then it, 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 it was in the stadium and outside the stadium. I don't remember if it was outside before or after the game, um, but it was it was really hard to watch. Uh, listening to it, I, I was like, yeah, again, pardon my French, but what the fuck? I, I, I cannot believe. I, I, I'm still in disbelief, okay? So during the game, they're chanting, and the referees stop the game at the 70th minute for roughly 10 minutes, asking, you know, Vinicius to point out where the racist chants are coming from. He really could have pointed at the whole stadium. He really could have, because they were just coming from everywhere. They're just coming down on him, okay? Um, they continued the game. And later after the match, Carlo Ancelotti, the, the manager of Madrid, said that we should have stopped the game. You know, this was ridiculous. They continued the game, which was really stupid, because in stoppage time, Vinicius and the, and the goalkeeper, Georgi Mamadashvili, got in a little tussle. Mamadashvili got him in a headlock. Vinicius pushed Hugo Duro, a Valencia substitute. They both got yellow carded. And upon video review, they changed Vinicius's to a red card, but not the goalkeepers. So talk about piling on, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, again, after the game, Ancelotti said they should have stopped the match. He said, I don't, want to, I don't even want to talk about football right now. This is insulting that, that, that this happened. He said that the problem is not Vinicius, it's La Liga and, 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 the, and the referee. Now, a reporter had the gall to say that, you know what, well, well it, maybe it wasn't their intent. Maybe Real Madrid players heard it incorrectly. I'm sorry, I know Spanish. My mom's from Mexico. I, I'm, yeah. Cabra and I know Spanish. First below, I don't know if you know Spanish or not, um, but I understand it, was, it was freaking clear what they were saying. There was no, yeah. I, I, I was like, how can that be anything other than the rate? And I don't even, I don't even want to mention what it translates to in English. Okay. I don't even want to talk about it. I have it written down. I don't want to even say it because it's just, mm, it just pissed me off. But what right. this reporter was saying is it could be translated into English as stupid. No, it can't. I'm sorry. I don't give a shit what you think. It cannot be translated into stupid. And Salati, to his defense, said, no, 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 the, the ref's not going to stop the game for someone calling someone stupid. You know, and, and oh, my goodness, you know, the Spanish Football Federation, a couple of days later, rescinded the red card. Um, they, they, a five-match partial stadium uh, closure to Valencia, 45,000 euro fine. Um, keep in mind, this wasn't La Liga doing this. This was the Spanish <laughs> Football Federation. La Liga said they're going to investigate the images. And then the, their wording is interesting allegedly directed towards it's not alleged it's on right, video. Right, right. it's on video yeah valencia took it a step further they were worse they condemned all the insults but then they said while strongly denouncing these isolated incidents we would like to thank the more than forty six thousand fans in attendance for the are you kidding me we're thanking the fans we're thanking the fans Dude, did it, did someone not tell them you have a crisis on your hands? Let's mm-hmm. thank the fans. You know, in, in the eighties or nineties, there was a stampede in was it Indonesia, I believe, in a soccer game. They didn't come out and say, "Well, we want to thank those fans who lived." No, no, it's a fucking yeah. crisis. So this this is tone deaf. Javier Tebas, president of, of La Liga, came out and pretty much told Vinicius, "Hey, we try to contact you, so don't go out talking crap about us. You don't have a clue what we're trying to do, so don't be manipulated." Are, are you kidding? You know, Vinicius comes back and says, hey, man, no, 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 no. You know, <laughs> instead of criticizing the racists, you're criticizing me? So, it, uh-huh. I mean, we have all this going on, right? He said, and he said, you know, I want action. Hashtags don't do anything for me. So what does Steve say? Well, neither Spain nor La Liga are racist. Well, a racist would say that. 
You know, I was I was pissed. And then he issued his half-hearted apology, essentially saying, well, if you misunderstood me, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. You're blaming people for misunderstanding. We heard you loud and clear. Mm -hmm. It was pretty damn clear. The And by the way, the ban got reduced to three games to find down to 27,000 euros. And I guess they didn't take into consideration that this has happened 10 times to Vinny over the past two seasons in La Liga, in La Liga matches, not just while he's in La Liga and he's playing in the cha Champions No, no, no. In La Liga matches, this happened 10 times. What I mean, what's the point of the ban or the fine? They let's just appeal it, get it reduced. I guarantee you they'll keep appealing it and they'll 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 get away with it. So in the US, because you know, we always tend to think of us as oh, we're the we're outstanding, right? We look at people like Jesse Owens, Jackie Robinson as trailblazers. They overcame overcoming racism in sport. Now they were trailblazers and breaking the color barrier, which is awesome, right? But it's pretty clear that racism continues to exist in sport throughout the world. So, Professor Bolelli, I want to go to you first. Well, your opinion, and you know, you 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 know history, and I don't know if you've done the history on this. It's pretty intense history, man. It's it pisses me off, you know. And I hope I hope you guys sense that. I'm not. I'm not. I fucking hate this. But yeah. what? needs to be done to eliminate racism in sport can it be eliminated you know and in sport generally what are your thoughts with the Vinny thing with just racism generally in sport yeah. i mean we saw it with colin kaepernick kneeling we saw it with mahmoud abdul raouf in the in the 90s getting blackballed from the nba we saw muhammad ali a black uh, a black american saying hey a muslim that will screw you had it been a white guy would they have done it to him i don't know i i, I can't answer that but the fact is he was a black guy and they threw him in jail so what are your thoughts on this, Professor? Yeah, I think there are two ways to look at it. Um, there's, I mean, I, I'm kind of glad to hear where there's more indignation about this stuff because uh, I think about how I grew up, you know, I was born in 74 and I remember watching soccer games as a kid in Italy in the stadiums or basketball games a lot longer even and all of that. And I, I mean, was it absolutely horrible? Yeah, all the time. But like it was the norm for pretty much any opposing player to be the most vile things being said about them, their mom, their pets, their religion, their skin color, their you name it, right? It's like fans were usually absolute trash in terms of how they would uh, treat opposing players. And the race was just, it wasn't even about racism per se, even though it happened all the time. It was about anything to get under their skin kind of thing, right? right? So to me, growing up, was it a good thing? No, it's an awful thing. It's terrible, right? But at the same time, it was so normalized in the sense that that's sort of what you would expect. That's what players expected. And you were expected to just essentially let it go in one ear, go out the other. They do their thing. You score and you smile at them and let them know, screw you. You know, that's kind of how... So as far as, uh, you know, should there be something done to stop it? I mean, if it's possible, that would be great, you know, and maybe, yeah, make, put in really heavy fines when you have a big enough segment of uh, the fans of a particular of a particular team. If they get fined every time or worse yet, they lose the hometown privilege. So the next game. You get to play it at the other guy's stadium, you know, you're, you get to play in a neutral place because essentially the message being until you can behave in a civilized fashion, you don't get to have games at home. That's one option, I guess. Right. The other option that is, so that's the institutional option, you know, what you could you try to do to re, if you really want to change it at an institutional level. 
There's the other one that says, ah, maybe it cannot be changed at an institutional level. And I'm not sure that I'm buying it. I'm just saying, you know, on an individual level, what right, players yeah. do is that you essentially you deny it power. You know, you don't let it. Like, I remember I did a series at one point. I did a three-episode series for the podcast History on Fire about Jack Johnson, the first uh, black heavyweight champion in boxing. Right, yes. And, you know, like, there was... Uh, they had a band before one of his fights sing an explicitly racist song. They had, like, 20,000 people screaming at him for him to die with the most vile racist insult. And Jack Johnson, I'm all was to smile through it all. And of course, the more he smiled, the more these guys get pissed off because they are trying to get under his skin. And Jack Johnson's approach was, this is a game. This is a contest. You know, they are trying to piss me off. And I'm trying to show them how above their bullshit I am. How I don't even hear it. How, oh, you guys are saying something? It's just... And so the cooler he looked, the, the more mellow and relaxed he looked, the more these guys would get mad. And it became a contest done at that level, right? So his thing was he would fight and live as if racism didn't even exist, right? As if they didn't have the power. And of course it existed. It was like 19, the first decade of the 1900s. It was atrociously bad. So I think there are those are the two different things. There's the individual level where you decide... You know, you expect the opposing fans to be trash and you decide to just acknowledge that that's how it is and you ignore it, you know, and you let them do their thing and you ignore it. And then, of course, that's what the league should do, which is like, yeah, but we don't want, uh, you know, the average family going to the stadium having to deal with this bullshit all the time. And so you may crack down with sanctions on stuff like that. And again, until a team realizes, you know, if you have a, a organized fans that realize that every time they do stuff like that, they lose a home field advantage or they lose a bunch of money, eventually stop. It's There's no incentive to do that anymore. And if anything, there's an incentive to the opposite. So I think those are my two different tracks mind. One is things don't change. You just absolutely... You go in and knowing that that's how it's going to be that way and you ignore it. And the other one that is at a league level, yeah, if you want to do something about it, you should probably crack down in that department. All right. All right. Gabra, what are your thoughts? You want to piggyback on Professor Boelli? Yeah, yeah. Go with your yeah, thoughts? Piggybacking yeah. With, yeah, yeah. Piggybacking. You mentioned Jack Johnson is in, his, in the podcast and um, it was a very interesting podcast. I don't know if you ever get a chance. Um he he that at that time he didn't have he I mean he didn't have what we have today with um, and I'm gonna say a cliche that I hear a lot from many of my international students when they write essays with the, the innovation and technology the the development of technology um Jack Johnson couldn't jump on Twitter and complain Jack Johnson couldn't and again I'm not I'm not defending anybody I'm I'm on Jack Johnson's side but he his way and like like Dr. Lely said he he couldn't get on Twitter and say anything so okay I'm gonna kick this guy's butt and he would literally just kick ass and and there's a different time but he did what he had to do so I think Vinny what happened what's happening in Spain is not just Vinny it's happened to other players um at the top of my head I remember Balotelli suffering a lot of racist abuse in Italy um this guy is Italian and they would throw bananas at him. He was crying on the pitch. I, I remember seeing that. Yeah. Yeah. 
then they, then he would go and play for Italy and score a couple of goals and take him to the Euro finals, I believe. I mean, and those same races are hailing his name, you know? Um, so, I mean, with, with going back, I keep going back and forth. And I'm sorry. That's okay. With, with Spain, it's, it's interesting about Spain and, and how the people in the video are knowing, knowing there's cameras there, people on phones, knowing they're being watched are not afraid to do what they do. Mm-hmm. They are not afraid to yell the, the slur in Spanish. They're, they're looking at the camera, they're smiling. They know social media. They know it's 2023 and they're yelling it loud and proud. Now, uh, they're trying to get under his skin. Yeah, but don't, that's not the way to go. There's different ways to do it. But that also goes a little bit towards from some examples of what Spanish athletes have ha- have done in the past. I remember, I believe it was the Beijing Olympics. Uh, the Spanish basketball team got in trouble for... They posted for a photo and they did the slanty eye thing. Mm. And um, oh, all of China got upset, Japan, got, all the Asian countries. And they're like, oh, no, 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 no. We weren't being racist. We were, it was an homage to the Asian people. I'm like, no, you, you, right. you is that what they tell you to And then I have people, when I lived in Japan, I had friends who were Spanish and we got along well. And then and on Facebook, I know and she lived in, in Spain. She taught flamenco. She lived there for a long time. I'm sorry, not Spain, Japan. And then I saw a, a post of her and her husband somewhere in Japan doing the slanty eyes. I'm like, okay, so in Spain, in some cultures, it, this this considered okay to do the the slanty eye thing. So that goes down to a deeper level of maybe Spain as a not all the Spanish people, but some people as as how they're raised and how they're taught what they think is right or wrong. I consider that offensive. Even before I met my wife, even before as a kid, we grew up. We yeah. don't do that, you know. And we, mean, grew up, we, we grew up among um, among Hmongs and Vietnamese and Laotians. So yeah, we didn't do that. We yeah, were in California. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then we come, and then um, Dr. Baletti, I'm um, I'm not sure how familiar you are with Mexican culture, but they use um, what Americans would consider racist. We Latinos consider an homage. Like me, I'm bueno, I'm because I'm, I'm very light skin. Um, if you have an Asian features, they call them el chino. It's not nothing mm-hmm. bad. If you're dark skin, moreno, negro, whatever, but we don't we see it differently. If you translate it, all of a sudden, all yeah. of Mexico is is yeah. They need to reassess their situation. But um, what can be done? We cannot stop you. If you're a racist, you're going to be a racist. Okay, it's like them trying to convert me to their side. I'm not going to. They're not. Um, but what can be done is maybe try to dissuade them to do what they have done. Um, I think both of you have mentioned how the, the financial punishments don't hurt the, the fans. Nope. So they're going to find a, a team 50, 43,000 euros. 45,000. That's 000. how much yeah. no. the player makes in a day, whatever, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's nothing. So punish the fans. Is it fair to the mom and dad who weren't who had nothing to do with the racist incident? No, it's not fair to them. That's where they put the pressure on the team, on La Liga, to move those races out of here. Um, I'm thinking about what the Premier League does. Now, they have issues with racism, as any league in the world does. Um, other incidents, yes, there have been. Um, there have been in the past, and I'm sure with Osaka. Um, after the Euros, um, Busako, I forget his name. I can't believe I forgot it. He missed a penalty for England, and he got abused. Oh, I remember that. Oh, Busako, I, I can't, I, I, Tottenham Hotspurs. Arsenal. That was a couple years ago. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
And Abisanya, by, by the way, based on him, Ante Lasso, but he got abused online really bad because he missed a penalty kick and um, they would have sent England to the, the finals of the Euros, or they would have won the Euros, actually. Yeah. Um, so it, it happens there. But what England's doing is it successful, kind it is, but they're actually going online, they're policing online. Like England, I've never been there, but I know it's, it's I think it's the most, there's so many cameras everywhere. If you do anything wrong, you're going to get caught. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so they have no problem. Like, okay, Patrick did something stupid on Twitter. We're going to find Patrick and they, they'll find, they'll find a person and do what they can to bring him to justice. Um, fans in the stadiums when like uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, Sonny from Tottenham Hotspurs, he was walking off the pitch and there's, there's a fan doing the slanty eyed and, and they're like, okay, we know where he's sitting at. We know the seat number. We got the name. He's banned. Is yep. it going to stop him from being a racist? No, he's going to go home and complain and, and probably continue to be a racist, but he's not going to be at that stadium. Is it working compared to other leagues? Probably. Is it going to stop the racism? No, there's always going to be racism, but there are things that can be done to allow me to take my daughter, <laughs> uh, your daughter to a soccer game. I'm, when I go to Atlanta to watch, M I like MLS. I'm not worried. My daughter is going to hear racist chants. Yeah. No. Um, I'm not. I'm more worried if I take my daughter to a Dodgers baseball game because that's yeah. it's pretty nasty in the, in the parking lot. So that's my take. Um, it's it's a challenging take. It's a challenging conversation. And uh, it's a discussion that not just us, but La Liga needs to have. Like, seriously. Yeah. So I want to throw one more thing at you guys. And and I know, Dr. Uh, Professor Bolelli, I know we're short on time. I just want to throw this real quick and then we can wrap this up. Last week on Plaster Negotiations, uh, my friend Cade and, and Ben are brought up what I think would be a pretty decent solution to this. It wouldn't work here because we don't do relegation or promotion. But in Europe, in the, the leagues where they do relegation promotion, what if, like, for example, in this case, what if, you know, Valencia is fighting for, you know, to not be relegated, let's say, right? Instead of a five-game partial stadium ban, we do, you, know, you forfeit the next three games. And all of a sudden, you're like, oh, crap, because our fans decided to chant racist chants. We're forfeit next three games. We need to win to not be relegated. Or we're in the second tier. We need to win to be promoted. And all of a sudden, those are nine, you know, three to nine points that, that we miss out on. What do you guys make of that? What I mean, I think it would work. Is it plausible? You know, does anyone have the nerve to do it? Professor? I think that one of the places where, like, to me, is like taking away the home field, great. Taking away, you know, if you can spot who the people are and they have their season passes and you take that away from them as individuals, great. As far as the team goes, sometimes I feel like, okay, you know, and also where exactly is the line? Because it's like, do you need to have a certain number of fans to qualify as a band for the team? Yeah, yeah. It's like, does it need to be 500 fans or can it be one fan? Can it be, oh. you know, that's where it gets like, there should be some kind mm -hmm. of benchmark of what you're talking about as purely an individual matter of a fan that gets kicked out and doesn't, you don't let them back versus something that affects the team as a whole. And I think those are not ideological discussion. They are very specific ones. You have to find the, the exact spot where, even because if it is smaller the number, 
the more it can be tweaked. You know, if I'm the opposing fans, I'm going to put the scarf of the other team, go pretend oh. to be one of their fans, yell racist insult, and get them uh, back, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. That, oh my goodness. Yeah, that's something we didn't even think about last week. Wow. Cabra, what, so, you know, I'm sorry, go ahead, Professor, go ahead. Yeah, That's tricky. Uh, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I think the goal is clear, the specific policy, I think some are safer than others. Then there are others where it's like, huh, do we get the opposite result by getting people to essentially false flag it for this because there's a big advantage in terms of who's going to win or not. Great, hmm. great point. Cabra, what do you think? That that was solid. Fuck. That, 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 that kind of raises a question. In Spain, because um, when you buy a ticket, is it connected to your to your ID, your passport, or something? Like I buy a ticket to Atlanta, I can I could go on Facebook Marketplace or Ticketmaster, buy a ticket, and it says admission adult, and I walk in and I watch the game. And I know in England, at least from what I've read, based on what happened, there's a I think it's called Hillsborough. Before in England, the the, the stadiums just had open seating; you could sit everywhere until a bunch of people died. So that's when they had mandatory seating and each seat is connected to a name. So if I'm banned and I buy a ticket to to wearing the other team's colors, my name's still going to be associated with that ticket. Is They could still, theoretically, in theory, they could still stop me at the door. Like, Patrick, you're a Manchester United fan, but you got banned for making racist comments. Now you're wearing a Manchester City jersey. Yeah, it's not going to work because your, your face is plastered everywhere. Um it, it depends on on how much the, the the leagues la liga is willing to invest in that kind of technology um it, it, it's a big again i've never been to a game in spain um so i don't know how it works over there but if if that's an option it's something that they could consider but from what we've read and where we've talked about la liga is very adamant that there's nothing wrong yeah you know so yeah, I, I, I don't think i don't think they really want to put more money into this i think they want to I say, you know, shove it under the rug. He's it, just kind of, you know, tongue in cheek. But it feels like they're like, we don't want to, we don't want to talk about this. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, this may be an issue, but we'd rather not discuss it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, why bring more light to something that's negative? You know, and and I'll finish it off by saying, um, you know, football. And and Professor Below, you, you you I mean you haven't known us very much. You haven't known me at all until today. Um, I I did not follow international football really really religiously until a couple of years ago. Two years ago, my my son decided he wanted to play football soccer, and I was like, screw it, I guess I'll coach you. And so I've read books and coached them, and I have fallen in love with the sport. Um, but football is supposed to, is supposed to be the beautiful sport, and we gotta we gotta bring it back to we gotta remember what it is. People may or may not change. Um, but we got we got to make sure that people understand that this has an effect on others. V- Vini is not going to resign with Real. He's leaving. You know, La Liga is going to lose a world class athlete, and arguably, some people argue he's the best in the world right now. I'd say Mbappe, um, but it's it's one A and one B. You know, um, uh, they're going to lose a world class player. You know, and and those fans are not going to be able to see the beautiful game played by the best players. So you know. I don't know what we can do. This is a this is a hard discussion to have, and it's hard discussion, particularly if culturally it's okay to say these things. You know, again, going back to what Cabra said in Mexico, it's culturally okay to say some of the things that they're the, the FIFA comes down on them for. Um, and we know that because we've been in Mexico a lot of times. Yeah. You know, we have a cousin who was nicknamed El Cooler. And why? 
because he was a culero. <laughs> you know, he was an asshole. And so, you know, so and we had no clue what that nickname meant till like 10 years ago. We're like, oh shit, they were calling him an asshole. You know, and so uh, it, but it was it was acceptable. So is it a cultural change? Is it I mean, I don't think things have really changed much. It's just social media is out there. And so now we're just seeing it more. You know, I, we, we'd like to believe that, you know, these days are over. Jackie Robinson and Jesse Owens and, you know, and, and you know, Jack Johnson and Muhammad Ali, they took care of this stuff for us. I don't know if they're over. I think we're just seeing more of it because it, we're, we're able to put it out there for the world to see these days. So, Professor, if you don't mind, if you want to stick with like another three minutes, we'll wrap it up real quick. We do a dumbass of the week segment. So this is a, this is a fun segment. I'm going to have a little fun with this one because my dumbass of the week this week is La Liga president Javier Tebas. He had a chance to show compassion, care, and take action, and instead chose to re-victimize Vinicius and insist that neither La Liga nor Spain are racist. Look, you know, you could have just said, hey, we're investigating it. We apologize this happened. No, instead, you didn't come to us. We're not racist, blah, blah, blah. You know, yeah. So he got it wrong. For that, he, you know, Liga President Javier Tebas, he's my dumbass of the week. Professor, do you have a dumbass of the week that you want to talk about, that you want to give us? Uh, <laughs> you know, I guess there's not a name that comes to mind specifically related to the last mm -hmm. week. One thing related to what we are discussing about, yeah. and there's a long list of people who piss me off in this regard, is that... that uh, in relation to racism, this is the way it's going to be. First, there was a ton of racism throughout most societies, and then slowly became less and less fashionable, where it became both legally and culturally more frowned upon. Some people took the anti-justifiably, anti-racist approach sometime too far. And by too far, I don't mean like too far, meaning a screaming racism or racism has nothing to do with it, you know? So there have been the cases of people who go completely the other route. It's like, oh, you're saying it because you're racist. And it's like, no, it's not saying it because he's racist. Obviously it's not. But so you get people who have done that. As a result, there's a bunch of people who are probably always being racist, never really changed their mind, but they were shamed into being silent. To now they use this as an excuse to say, you see, they scream racism about everything. It's not really racism. That's crap. I'm, it's the I'm not racist, but, right? Where it's like, me, racist. No, except that those people are, and of course, they start spitting all sorts of racist stuff. So you kind of get this ping pong game between terrible people, between flat out racist, people who use the justifiable issues of racism to instead yell and insult in every which way, but pretending that they are caring about racism where they are in reality they are just trying to score a point against their ideological enemies these guys who then use that as a cover to say you see there is no racism this is all made up and they yeah. spout more racist stuff so i think it's there's um you know of course i dislike the group that uses the excesses of anti-racism to push racism more than the other way around but of course, at the end of the game, is like there are multiple sides contributing to this in this stuff, and I find it terrible when I mean I see, like for example, you mentioned earlier uh, one of the things that I study are uh, I I do a lot of my research on Native American history. Mm -hmm. There's a bunch of books published in the last few years that are insanely racist, like the, and they are super popular, right? They are and they are not even considered like. 
I, I've literally read books and some of the best-selling books in regarding to Native American history, right? Things like uh, so-and-so was uh, smart for an Indian. For wow. another line where they say things uh, like uh, they speak about the first uh, Anglo settlement in Texas and they speak of the first human settlement in Texas. Because, of course, wow. native stuff didn't count. It. And you are reading and you're like, am I only the one seeing this? And it's all done in the name of like, oh, no, we're not. We're just writing a history that's not uh, bound to political correctness, but we are not racist. That is like except that you are, you are really, really, really racist, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so there's that kind of swing of the pendulum back and forth. And I find it, it would be nice if it was just a gradual step in toward a better direction, but it seems to be terrible ideas, countered well, then eventually counter a little off the mark, which leads to a swing of the pendulum back the other way. That's one of the things that I find uh, extremely frustrating regarding this stuff. Well, Professor, you were on this. Hold on, cover real quick. You're, okay, okay. You're, you're very smart. I was going to use the word pendulum. So now I feel as smart as you. So that's good. That's good. <laughs> Cabra, what were you going to say? So you know, I was thinking pendulum in Spanish. So I just want to jump in on that. Okay. <laughs> no, going uh, kind of piggybacking. Piggy, yeah, the sack is kicking in. The piggybacking of what Dr. Bolelli said uh, about Native Americans. I was. Rewatching your podcast with Bert Kreitcher, I mispronounce his name all the time. Yep. You mentioned a book that about the Comanche. Do you you remember? And I remember yep. listening to the podcast, and I was like, "Wow!" And you made a point. You're like, "This book is making it sound like." And I can't quote you, but because the sock is already kicking in, it, it, it kind of like exaggerated in a way yep. some of the negative aspects of the Comanche, and That's people were. People were saying, see, see, they were nice people. And your point was like all cultures, no, every culture, white, Native American, Asian, there's there's they're violence. They're they're mean people. They gotta do what they gotta do. But what this author was doing, and Joe Rogan was like, Oh my god, mind blown. It was like, Oh yeah, the Comanches did this, they got the babies or bash their heads and blah blah blah. And people, I remember reading, following up, people were like, yeah, we. I'm glad we took over USA. Imagine that the Comanches were still around. And so, I guess the authors maybe. I, I don't know the author. I don't remember the author. His intent maybe was good. I don't know him personally. I don't know. I never read the book because I didn't. I figured once you hear the podcast from from you and the other one with Joe Rogan, I was like, I don't want to read the book. But it kind of opened a Pandora's box of these guys coming out of the the shadows and pointing fingers at. See, we. We we conquered, we didn't destroy their it's 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 really, really ugly. Um now going back to a little bit more, it's something you said also earlier about how they've kind of been shamed because times have changed, right? I live in Alabama and um we all know historically Alabama, civil rights movement, Martin Luther King and all that. Don't and I'm 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 sitting here now. Auburn's very I live in Auburn, Alabama. It's very diverse town. Yeah. It's a bubble. The universities here, we got Korean companies, like Japanese, the German. I mean, it's a very diverse town. Um, but I, when I see the older people, 60, 70 years old, either here or any other town, I'm thinking, you were alive when things were happening that I was, I was reading in the book. Have you changed? Mm -hmm. Are you still, do you still believe in what your parents believe in, in regards to um, you not going to school, not integrating your school? Uh, I'm, I don't ask those questions because 
I'm, I don't, I'm in Alabama. I'm going to get my butt whooped. But I'm like, I'm, I, I wonder, did, did they change? Were they just going with the flow because that's what they were they were taught? Or do they look around and see how the world has changed and inside they're still seeding with wishing that things things were the way they were in the past? It's it's. It, I think that's what's going on in Spain in regards to uh, the people screaming that term. Yeah. All right. Well, gentlemen, I want to thank you guys today. This was a wonderful discussion. I don't want to say it was a fun discussion. It was a wonderful discussion. I think we got a lot out. Uh, Professor Bolelli, you were awesome to have on today. We appreciate you. Um, everyone, thank you thank so you. much. Yeah. Yes. And thank you all for joining us today. Um, please subscribe, like, comment, share with anyone and everyone you know. Be sure to check out our colleagues on Plaster Negotiation and Sports Off Broad Street on the same YouTube channel. Check out our resident musician, Professor Bolelli. I don't know if you know, but El Cabra. He plays the bass, and he has a little, <laughs> he has a little YouTube <laughs> channel called The Humble Bassist, and he's, he's his wife is a badass drummer too. So uh, they they used to play like in a house band or something. They used to go and play at bars for beer and stuff. It was pretty cool, um, you know. And, and check check us out on Spotify, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, and links in the description. And first of all, if you don't mind, I'm going to put your website and your podcast link in our description as well. So if anyone wants to check him out. Um, freaking great you know and it's been a pleasure you know seriously been having we hope you enjoyed being here with us you know we'd be happy to have you come back you know you have cabra's contact info if you want mine he'll give it to you we can email back and forth um this was a really great discussion we appreciate you having with us this was, this was a so real, real deal discussion typically we like to joke around about I, this was not something to joke around about you know it, it, this this stuff is going on it's a cultural issue you know, and and I think I think it needs to be had, and I think more people should have a discussion. Whether or not we come to an agreement, having a discussion puts it out there in the open, and as people know, hey, we recognize there's something going on. Can we change something? If we can't change something, what can we do to at least mitigate it? You know, I, I, you know so that's that's where I'm at with that. So for Big Zone El Cabra Sports Talk, I have been the Big Zone. He has been El Cabra. Do your thing. <laughs> all right we'll see you guys I'm, I'm annoyed. dr Lenny's watching me i'm getting nervous uh, i'm here <laughs> we'll I'm like, see you guys next week dr Lenny's on here i can't perform <laughs> this is hilarious he he's he's like he's like a, a a teenage girl at a backstreet boys concert in the 90s so it's 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 really really funny so thank you guys again we'll see y'all next wednesday after that i think we're gonna we might go back to thursdays we'll discuss that later but again thank you guys very much have yourselves a good day